dicing off some of that long pig, Dr. Tire. This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Gadfly. This is Don't Skimp on the Meat, Dr. Head. And this is Bong, the Barbecued Blue Fez. And you are listening to... And uncooked. <laughs> Greetings, Unsane Radio fans. Today, we have a special podcast. We're going to be talking about a movie, a special movie, a first movie for a very, well, I would say an important director, one I think we can all appreciate, Ivan Reitman, who sadly left us not too long ago for parts unknown. The movie in question is... Cannibal Girls, 1973. And the description's an interesting one. A Canadian independent grindhouse comedy horror film. I think that alone right there should probably set the stage about what we're going to be witness. And with that, let's throw the punchlines. Punch, punch, punch! Punch, punch, punch! Punch, punch. punch lines, Dr. Head! Second city, second helping! <laughs> Punchlines, Dr. Tar. Gene Child or Eugene Levy? <laughs> Punchlines, Professor Feather. Where's my eyebrows? <laughs> Punchlines, Gadfly. Good filmmaking skips a generation. <laughs> and mine. There we go. <laughs> a movie with Gene Shallot and Jim Henson that might surprise you. <laughs> I thought it was Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> that could be too. That's just a rumor. <laughs> All right. And so here's what we have. The basics. A couple, they're relaxing. They're on a trip uh, and they decide to stop off in a small town near Ontario. Uh, the, the whole Canadian part of this, I just absolutely love in this movie. Uh, the, the, the town is called Farm. And it always looks cold as fuck. Too. Yes, it does. <laughs> it, it is very sleety. It is a sleety, snowy movie. That is for sure. Uh, the small town called Farm Farnhamville, but suddenly axe-wielding maniacs, girls that eat people start showing up and everything kind of goes goofy. I don't want to get too much into it because I think we should just open this up for discussion. And with that, I throw this raw, uncooked slab of beef on the table for dissection, gentlemen. Have at it. Slice it up, if you will. If Frank Zappa wore glasses (laughs) and went up north... And gained and, a couple of pounds. Yeah, yeah. and hung out with Ileana Douglas. <laughs> and had this is this is the this is the only thing that I take away from this movie. The only thing I take away from this movie, uh, not the only thing, the, real, <laughs> the only and most important thing I take away from this movie. Uh, Levy doesn't have his accent, his voice. Did you notice that? Yes, he has a distinct voice, but it's mm-hmm. not in this movie. No, and and. My punchline was spot on because he had that fro and you couldn't see his eyebrows nope. and he wore glasses and the, his eyebrows are one of his most notable features. Yep. So that was missing too. So I found that kind of interesting. Um, and Andrea Martin was, she was just great. You know, she was really good. There we go. That's my She's take the only on one story. who didn't get naked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
my take, <laughs> yeah, my take was <laughs> yeah. My take was that cannibal girls eventually go kosher. <laughs> I just want to know how much they spent. I mean, their their meat budget must have been astronomical. Uh, the scenes of uh, them eating the ribs well, and other meat, yes, uh, slathered in all kinds of sauce. Look like A1 sauce barbecue sauce. <laughs> With really you know. bad sound effects that were good. Yeah. Because the slurping they were so and grunting. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. That was yeah. perfect. Yeah. So many scenes of eating, uh, which is, mm. I, I loved this. Yeah. About that. I mean, yeah, it's a terrifically bad movie. Um, I mean, I guess it's probably the only movie, only Canadian movie I've ever seen about cannibals. You know? Well, um, there has and, to be more. There has to be more. It's the only one I've ever seen. But everyone, you know, they are very polite and inviting. See, see. I mean, they're very good, great Canadian. Come on in. We're going to invite you to a dinner. You know, stay at our house. Uh, I, like, I like a little maple syrup on my corpse. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie is definitely made in 1973. Oh, it just oh looks God. like 1973. That, that Cadillac it. he's got. Is, yes, at 61 Cadillac. Uh, that's the other thing I took away from this movie. The only uh, other thing I took away of note. <laughs> like someone wipe off the back window, please. You can't yeah. see out of the damn thing. Oh, my God. That, it's like that, 30 feet long. Yeah, seeing that Cadillac actually hurt a little bit because the ambulance that I that we had, that was a 61. So the minute I saw it, I'm like, oh, oh yes, there it is. I recognize that gigantic front end and back end anywhere. But yeah, yeah. And, and the Cadillacs, too. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, now. Second City. Well, even in now, the- this movie is full of uh, uh, female frontal nudity, you know, quite, yeah. quite a bit. 70 sleaze. Yes, very yeah. much so. Yeah, it had yeah. that kind of Euro trash feel. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yes. You know, right. And uh, it's definitely north got, on the border, right? Eh? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely got that gonzo filmmaking quality yeah. to it, which it, it I think it, <laughs> in a way, it almost. Well, when did uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre come out? Was it the same year, 73? Two years. No, it, no, wasn't it like... 75, 74? 74, I thought. And, you know, but it definitely has that 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 feel. feel now, yeah. I won't say documentary feel, but it certainly played up straight. Um, the, the the sheriff, I love the sheriff in the town. Because uh, that first time I saw him, I started laughing. I'm like, oh, this is supposed to be a serious. He's he's kind of wound up. He's got the over-exaggerated kind of accent. Um Almost like uh, who who was in Cool Hand Luke? What what we have here is a failure to communicate. Uh, it, this reminded me a lot. I think I don't know if Reitman or the story that they borrowed the words from. I forget how they. <laughs> um, it just reminded me something a lot like a two thousand maniacs in a, in a way. Herschel Gordon Lewis kind of yeah. has that that it had that feel, the drive-in schlock feel that is very is almost it's almost tangible it's all in that film and i didn't know when i saw eugene levy i'm like oh my god this is gonna be fantastic and uh if i ever do meet him this is the dvd that i want him to sign yeah you know <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> absolutely i mean so after you know reitman's death was announced I, I started looking at the back catalog and i've you know most of us have probably seen you know a lot of his films and, but I, I've never seen any of the early stuff. So I, I started seeing, um, you know, jumped to IMDb, looked at it. I'm like, Cannibal Girls. I'm like, wait a minute. I remember seeing that on the marquee in Ghostbusters 2 and then Ghostbusters Afterlife. I'm like, all right, nice little homage to his early work. I'm going to look this up. And then when I see the cast, 
Eugene Levy and Andrea Martin. I'm like, yeah, that's it. Uh, that alone right there has me going, I'll, I'll watch this. And knowing that a lot of that stuff was ad-libbed, it shows that it's just, it just is kind of this weird, you know, you could just tell they're just throwing lines at one another. And it, it, it kind of all, there was a sort of reality like to the trip where it's like, she's playing very much the dance where she would kind of come off and kind of like telling the car, it's okay, honey, you can start. And you're just watching Levy and he's just kind of looking at her like, are you effing crazy? And it's like, yeah, this is kind of working for me. Um, again, not a great movie, but what's interesting is that Reitman and um, his uh, film partner, uh, Dan Goldberg, they had done a couple movies previous to this. They're uh, a student film that was called The Columbus of Sex. So we can kind of see where they decided to start their uh, the filmmaking career. And then a, a sex comedy called Foxy Lady, which I, I haven't been able to find anywhere. Um, after that kind of got them some notoriety, most known in, in courts for obscenity charges, they decided to switch over to the, the horror genre. And this quickly became like a B-movie like hit for these guys. And this is what kind of got them out there uh, you know, in, in the public eye and, uh, you know, again, watching it. Yeah. It's because of the tits. Let's not, let's not get, you know, let's not get too highfalutin in this it, movie. If, this if is I, a truly, this is a truly bad movie. Oh, yes. This, this, needs this is the not a good movie. No, what? it's a, it's I a product it. of its time, yeah. but it is not by any means. The writing is atrocious. Yes. <laughs> absolutely atrocious the special effects come on it's just a bad movie but it's a very good uh as as dr head said it's kind of a snapshot of the time you know and going along with that thing because this is a it's an ass movie you know this is a you know what what would go out onto that circuit because look at that and that's look at the poster it even says that i mean it's just like they do exactly what you you think (laughs) They eat the other other white meat, um, right? And I like to say, you know, Andrea Martin reminds me of my uh, fourth and fifth grade music teacher. Of oh just my. pretty much like that, longer hair, bigger platform shoes, but had heavier makeup. You know, the the whole hippie vibe that was early seventies. Yeah. When I saw her, I'm like, oh my god! I just had flashbacks of like singing, um, "One Tin Soldier." And they songs like that, you know, in in the uh, in music class. Um, yeah, this is awful. But I thought I want to. This town is great, with with its its citizens who are all in cahoots, you know, to uh, <laughs> keep to keep the meat machine going, you know. <laughs> yeah, it is just like a collection of oddballs that you would, yeah. you definitely. I, I wonder how much. So who wrote was, this movie? Anybody know? No. Well, I know or that written with Robert Sandler and Daniel Goldberg. Right. Well, the the issue is that Robert Adam Sandler Sandler. Robert Sandler wrote the script, but they pretty much ad libbed all the lines. Because it even says at the end that it was based on this script, but that everybody in it, their lines were pretty much what they decided to start talking about, which I think okay. is really obvious. Okay. The other thing is is that the uh, I have notes that I wrote like I'm like. Uh, filthy red striped pajamas like that dude wakes up and I'm like I'm like what's up with that and then I'm like carrots can be obscene because she's like peeling that carrot that one time and then uh, my favorite one is uh, foley or folly the foley (laughs) the foley work in this is awful I mean it's just terrible Um, and then 
I have a question. Did that uh, snowman have tits? Kind of look like it. Kind of get some like more it. tits in there somehow. So. Yeah. <laughs> Snow cone sex. And if you notice, the little pine cones are nipples. <laughs> yeah. And Dr. Tar stole my uh, my punchline with the Gene Shallot because I had that. Um, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, it's Gene Shallot. Shallot. Yeah, so did I. It has like it. when you first see him, it looks like him. So I said, I, I was just really amazed by by his and his performance. To their credit, his performance is pretty good, and Andrew Martin's performance is pretty good. You know, um, they seem to be the seasoned people that really, you know, they were the gave it a little more polish. The the, the, the the granite, you know, that that the acting was built on because but there's whole parts. From there of, on out, it, it went clear up into the sky because some of those yeah. actors. They're, so bad that and there's whole parts there's whole parts of the story that make no sense whatsoever the dude looking for his sister and then you uh, right. all of a sudden he reappears in the the warehouse being chased by the guys throwing the you know doing the west side story without music you know <laughs> yeah then you get the whole uh the the big uh reveal at the end like something happened like wait a minute he's wait wait a minute he's selling out his girlfriend what to the sheriff like mm-hmm. what was that all about you know i love the i love the death scene at the end you know the slow motion you know spit take <laughs> yeah. uh, you know um i'm thinking i didn't know that it was like, just pretty good for its time yeah i, yeah, I didn't think that a, a you know a, a ball at mace or or a morning star would uh would would cause that kind of gushing blood from a belly wound but um yeah that was awesome then they just kind of <laughs> join hands and like chant this 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 has the feel of like Manos. <laughs> yes, yes. It, yes. With, with, you know, Mon, with Montag in charge. Yep. Yeah, yep. with yes. Montag in charge. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, that's that's. Although I think that more happens in this movie than Manos. I mean, Manos is <laughs> yes. like a yeah, Manos true. is like a slow motion. Yeah. yeah. You know. Oh my knee. Tooth, tooth extraction yeah. <laughs> that you do yourself with a pair of pliers just. Yanking yeah, slowly, yeah. Um, watching Torgo struggle to get from one scene to the next. <laughs> like... Yeah, but this one had the benefit of the boobies, so uh, I was just just very excited about that. But total total wonderful seventies sleazerama. Yeah, thank thank you, Ivan Reitman, and thank you, Canada. God bless you. Well, <laughs> no, I, no it, problem, me. <laughs> yeah. Now, what's interesting is this is done in seventy three. So seven years go by, and then we get meatballs in 79, which is probably Bowls. what I think most people would consider, you know, Reitman's like big breakout movie, you know, really? comedy movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, between then, you know, he's doing, he's producing more. Producing, yeah, Shivers. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, and Elsa. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, the oh, Tigress of Siberia. Well, he also produced Animal House, uh, you know, so yeah. that, that was, and then Rabbit, um, another, you know, with with uh, David Marilyn Chambers, yeah, David Cronenberg, uh, which I think is a is a pretty good movie, uh, and more yes, cold yeah. winter scenes, yeah, very cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots of cold. Um, yeah, and I like Shivers as well too. So yeah, he had been kind of dabbling in, and kind of continuing the horror, you know, flirting with the exploitation with with the nudity. But then you know he continues, but then goes definitely to the comedy bent with with meatballs and stripes. I mean, he hit like his stride that late seventies, yeah. early eighties. That's when he was just like making these huge he got the zeitgeist right yeah. where it lined up he wasn't making necessarily the, the schlock or the exploitation but hitting with comedies that just just hit right right where they needed to be 
Yeah, I would agree. It, yeah, he was defining pop culture a lot with the movies that not only was making as a director, but uh, the ones he was producing. And when I said, you know, uh, uh, f- good filmmaking skips a generation, I think him and his son are just two different, very different filmmakers. You know, I think his son is a lot more of a, a serious, you know, filmmaker, but also still has a sense of humor. I mean, if you watch Juno, Juno's mm-hmm. hilarious. It's touching. It's it's all it, it hits on uh, all the levels. Um, and then what is it up in the air? And, uh, I, and my favorite is thank you for smoking, uh, which I think is, uh, you know, with, uh, Aaron Eckert, uh, he, uh, it's, he's a, he promotes uh, cigarettes and gets, uh, kidnapped by a bunch of these anti-smoking people and they slap a bunch of nicotine patches all over him and he almost dies <laughs> from it. So then he turns to, but it's a, it's a really good movie. Um, now I have a question. Did Jason Reitman direct uh, the Ghostbusters Afterlife? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 His his dad only produced it. I mean, they they kind of worked together on it, but Jason Reitman did most of the uh, did the, the directorial work on that, and I think that's why the film has a different feel than the first one. Kind of a I haven't seen Steven. It yeah, it's kind of a Steven Spielberg Ivan Reitman film. It's kind of a it's an interesting mashup, actually. I, I liked it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was, well, not to say that the bar was set pretty low with the 2016 movie, but it, yeah. it was, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a good movie. I really did enjoy it, but you are absolutely right. Two, uh, two different uh, styles, uh, you know, it, it's like, is kind of feels like uh, Ivan Reitman really did get into that kind of gonzo filmmaking style you know what was what were people were doing in the late 60s and early 70s and just kind of stuck with it you know got into the producing and then you know transitioned into you know into comedy he was kind of following that sort of you know pop culture pulse while i think you know jason reitman was i I think i don't want to say more sensitive but i don't know it's something along that line where he was able to kind of like tap into um just experiences that his father had and then kind of maybe evolve that into something that was a little bit more thoughtful. I, I don't know. Not to say that I'm right. It's not. Well, I, yeah. Well, I, th- I think, uh, uh, Ivan was uh, a pop. He was a pop, like it's like pop music. It's like he, his, uh, uh appealed to a, a mass audience. Um, yeah. and yeah. I think Jason's was not setting out to do that. I think his movies are not setting out to appeal to a mass audience. Uh, Juno, I think was a fluke. You know, and then I think the reason that what Up in the Air was popular is because it had George Clooney as the right. um, as the lead. You know, um, but those are all those are all like really kind of more literate stories as opposed to popular like pulp, yeah. you know, kind of stuff. Or kindergarten cop. <laughs> ah, twins, come on, twins. Twins. Obviously, you want twins. Yeah. He's my brother. Bunch of arms, those five-year-olds. Get them to semi-automatics. <laughs> it's not that a would have, been, that would have been an exciting movie. Have the kids be the cops. Hope, you know, class of kindergartners out there on the streets, you know, busting punks and taking down the drug lords. That would be that would be awesome. Well, and you you mentioned Where's my juice box. Yeah, you mentioned Cronenberg. Uh, uh, I think we have Cronenberg because Reitman found him and, and recognized it and said, "Hey, well, I'm going to produce this." Which is nothing. His stuff is nothing like what Reitman does. And this is what I like about uh, Ivan Reitman is his producing was all. He just was looking for good movies. It wasn't like yeah. a type or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe not good. Movies. Well, okay, Legal Eagles, but you know, it's. <laughs> He, yeah, he directed that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, he 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 produced quite a quite a few. I mean, Animal House, um, Heavy Metal, 
Yeah. Um, oh, that was the thing. So when there was parts. a there was a point yeah. when uh, Eugene Levy says something in Cannibal Girls, and I literally went, "Oh, that's a voice from Heavy Metal." Uh, you know what I mean? I don't know what character it was, but he said it in a way I'm like going, "Oh, it sounds exactly like Heavy Metal." <laughs> that one up i can't remember i can't remember which which segment he was in whether it was the one with den or um um uh, captain Hipstern. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite one i like yeah that. yeah 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 cool even like what was it cheap trick that did the song for it too or the music yeah. oh or no that okay the heavy metal soundtrack from the first one is Awesome. I mean, yeah, there's there's not a bad song on it there. It is a good song. Yeah, there's not a bad song on there, and there are a lot of you know, uh, what's the cheap trick one is uh, you must be dreaming to think I love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Didn't the cheap trick also do Up the Creek? Uh, the song for that, that movie. Uh, I'm Up the one. Creek. Might yeah. be right. Yeah, I think that might be them. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I never saw the movie, but oh, I remember yeah. seeing oh. the video. Wait, you've well, never you see- learn something new every day. Then. You've, yeah. never, you've never seen Heavy Metal, the movie? No, no, I never saw Up the Creek. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I've seen Heavy Metal. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen Heavy Metal. So I'm like, you're off the podcast. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's where I first heard uh, Mob Rules. You know, Black yeah. Sabbath's Mob Rules. I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like blown away. I'm like, oh my god, what what is this? <laughs> oh, this is like the heaviest song I've ever heard in my yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Veterans you know? of the Psychic War by uh, um, Blue yeah. Oyster, Oyster Cult. Cult. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And then oh, they, yeah. Yeah, they had uh, Heavy yeah. Metal uh, by what. Uh, uh, Fagan or whatever, and there was another one by uh, uh, what's his name? I can't drive fifty-five. Uh, Sammy, Sammy, Sammy Hagar. Hagar, yeah. Fagan and Hagar. Fagar. <laughs> uh, Fagan, yeah. yeah, I think I'm not nearly the fan that you are, uh, Gadfly, but um, I think some of the animation was was definitely interesting. Some of the stories. I I love uh, that. We're movie. definitely captured the spirit of the of the magazine. Yeah, I love that movie so much that I would actually set my alarm to know when it was on HBO and I would get up at like 2 o'clock in the morning and then I would watch nice. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, that was back in, what, the 70s, eight, late 70s, early 80s. Early 80s, I guess it would have been. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love that, uh, that movie. Yeah, now, have any of you seen Schitt's Creek? Yes. Oh, oh God, yes. Yeah. Did yes. Ivan Reitman have anything to do with that? No, but it's Eugene. Oh, Levin. okay. No, I was just curious. Yeah, I no, no, I no. I didn't. Okay, I was waiting for a punchline to come in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just want to be able to say shit. Uh, yeah, Shit's Creek is brilliant. Uh, I don't know. I just can't. You know, it's a it's a really odd show, and it was it took me a few episodes to really get into it, but once I did, I just ended up binge watching the whole thing. So uh, that's why I was laughing at. Dr. Head, because as soon as he said what it was up the creek, it immediately <laughs> made me think, oh, Shit's Creek. Creek. Yeah. <laughs> up the Shit's Creek. <laughs> yeah, Shit's Creek is brilliant. I mean, there's so much. The, the oddball, I mean, talk about oddball casting. Yeah. Um, the, the character, the, the whole cast, everyone is such a great, yeah. unique personality. And, and they, the, it's the tour de force of brilliant acting in yes. these very icon, you know, identifiable roles as they grow and merge. And, uh, and then, you, then you combine such lovely storytelling in that show. It goes way beyond just a yes. simple comedy yeah. and becomes so much more. And the scene, the line, the storyline between David and, and uh, the, I forget the guy who, who he marries. His, his um, boy, oh, it's great. 
it's i, I was yeah, like it's, we it's, were watching yeah. i'm like oh my god this might be this is some of the best television i've ever seen the yeah. storyline is just it, it's just beautiful you know yeah um, well, and, and because it's it's a gay uh, relationship it doesn't make it anything about gay relationship it's just a relationship that's awesome yeah. you know what i mean like i think it yeah it's, it almost didn't change the characters it's, it's incidental yeah, yeah and the that, way it's written is, is simply beautiful yeah yeah, the uh, Catherine O'Hara. I'm always gonna have a crush on her. Yeah, yeah. She just she just gets crazier with her costumes and her wigs as they go. You know, um, I want to see the uh, crowing. Um, I, I want the what? I want to see the, the movie that she does. Uh, isn't it called the crowing? Yeah, in the Crow's yeah, in, in, in the in yeah. the Shit's Creek, she shoots that Shit's movie. Creek. Yeah. Oh right, <laughs> yes. okay. The crowning, I think that's the what it's crowning. called. Crowing, Crow's Three, the Crowning, I think Crow's Three, really the Crowning, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Every, yeah. I'm like, that's oh, great. I, have, that's great. I have to see that movie. I got yeah. us. I got well, to see it. And they, yeah, it takes place in Croningburg. Ooh, I think Shit's Creek also showed us that eyebrows can be inherited. How about that? Yes. Yeah, I think David I spends they were just more very time to manage. Yes. They were kind of damn down on his daughter. So I was happy. Yeah. With that. Oh, they, they... well, his daughter is one of the most brilliant uh, actors in that uh, that show. Yes. I love her. Yes. Like the, the way she does her hands always, and she gets all excited and stuff. Yeah, it's just yeah, she's great. Um, and I love the, those eyebrows. It's like what uh, what is it? Robin Williams said about Martin Scorsese. He goes, his eyebrows look like two caterpillars that are about ready to mate. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then we look at every, you know, Christopher Guest movie that he oh, makes yeah, an appearance on, uh, Eugene Levy, and um, I mean, you cannot uh, separate what Waiting for Guffman or Best, Best in, in Show. Show or Bruno Mighty, and Doctor Tongue, A Mighty Wind, uh, <laughs> a mighty from wind. those performances. I mean, he's just he's just brilliant, um, y- you know. I'd love to see uh, Crabville in the fall uh, with, with the, the poplar, and you know, it just, uh, yeah, and and as and TV's TV's Second City, oh yeah, Second yeah. City, yeah. you know, they came from Second City, became the TV show. That's where I first saw it. Yeah. You know, and all of them, you know, everybody John was Candy, on that show, right? John Remember Candy, yeah, yeah. And the whole cast, yeah. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, and it was such and a different this... vibe for me than watching SNL and and then eventually yeah, it was Fridays. Funny. Oh yeah, that's because it was funny, Doctor Head. <laughs> Revelation. It, it had as it had its own unique brand of humor, which which I I liked. Well, um, I, yes. okay. I thought it was just very odd and very bizarre. You know, <laughs> so that was um, John Candy's character with the, I'm the guy with the snake on his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was... Well, that's what I want to know. What's what's your favorite skit on Second City? Oh, oh, there. Um, oh, I got mine. Okay, I'll tell you mine. Floyd. <laughs> Cal Floyd, Floyd is great. I love the, the I love 3D. The, the, the game show they play. Remember, name uh, an article of clothing in the bedroom. A hanger, wait, wait. Alex. Yeah, is oh, that ha- out, is yeah. that is that half wits? Yeah, and then they're yeah. like, <laughs> and our next segment, bobbing for donuts. <laughs> They've got the deep fryer. <laughs> uh, there's one I think. It might be, um, was, this, was it Aunt Martin was playing keyboards or something? I mean, these memories go way back. <laughs> I can't, I, I, I don't remember anything specific. Nothing jumps out to me other than just, just a, such an interesting cast of these actors. And just the, the comedy was just so different than it's anything else on TV. Yeah. Right. 
and it was it was it was it was weird in a way that it was hard because I was pretty young watching it and used to what was on American television and those very pablum kind of sitcoms You're... and it was just a it was a little bit of an adjustment for me to say oh this is kind of fun this is really goofy <laughs> you know and, and enjoying it yeah the introduction to the mckenzie brothers or, you know. oh <laughs> yeah that might have been my favorite yeah i i, I had that album oh um, yeah huge which fan. became which yep. became your image of the standard canadian at the time so. right <laughs> right right you gotta get crawlers and beer and i could still sing the 12 12 days of christmas the <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and the next two days you start talking like that all the time oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sh- yeah. oh sure oh you know oh, you hoser yeah. you hoser how many times you run around calling people hoser? right yeah, yeah was- when i was in college <laughs> I, I was on the floor with a bunch of hockey players and most of those yep. hockey players were from canada so i had a hockey was, player uh, in one of my classes and that's yeah. every, every time you would talk i'd be like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this is about. <laughs> you know, exactly. Can I get you breakfast? Do you want some? <laughs> he would just be like, you like that animation, eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when you're in Canada, do you say Canadian bacon or just bacon? Just, bacon. <laughs> that's ham. <laughs> what? Uh, dipping, schmipping. Well, back I to Ivan Reitman. Yes. <laughs> this is called filler. <laughs> In padding the episode, volume 37. Uh, parentheses a tribute to Eugene Levy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love when uh, Unseen Radio goes off the rails to pad the time uh, when they have very little else to say <laughs> a- about the main topic. Um, <laughs> this eyebrow goes to you, sir. <laughs> well, he, but you're right. You know, I mean, you touched on with Ivan Reitman. Some of his movies were, they were just iconic movies at the time. You know, they, they're, they are, you know, kind of snapshots of the time. I think he's, he's, been pretty good at that you know through through most of his career uh, but the bigger ones you know that's that's yeah i think yeah. ghostbusters is, is probably his yeah. biggest hit hands down yeah. uh, is it meatballs is it, and it, stripes are were funny but they but they definitely yeah. didn't have not aged like ghostbusters right, right. there's that's something true. more about the story that it seems you know like t- <laughs> less less time uh related you know um they marred in that late 70s early 80s but some of them are, are silly i mean you know junior and um i i didn't like evolution so much i tried to watch i'm like eh, that's uh, funny other than david duchovny david yeah, duchovny just... be, david duchovny being a hand model wasn't that evolution yes oh yeah and it was like <laughs> i was waiting right. it has a huge it has this great cast and i was <laughs> waiting for it to be really funny i'm like yeah, yeah it's I not just, nope yeah, um, it's, it's just, okay nah, yeah. yeah that's nah. what I, that's how i felt about the movie too you know, I wanted to like it, and I like the premise, and the, it's just mm-hmm. goofy, but yet, you know, it, it just doesn't go anywhere. It just, and th- 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 it's just uninspired, you know? Yeah. I think that's mostly due to the writing. I don't know who wrote it, so. Yeah. Um, and the, Oh, yeah, it's just a writer. <laughs> Those writers. The stupid you know, writers. Um, in the film world, they're just, they're necessary evil. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people are going to make up their own words anyway, you know, as we've yeah, seen yeah. Cannibal Girls. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I mean, I think Animal House might be another. Oh, back to Animal Girls again. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he did a lot of producing and, and executive producing, which I guess means I'm not sure if executive producing means just like, yeah, whatever. 
um, if it actually does anything or if it's just a name that he gets a credit for, you know, but I don't, I don't know the difference between in, in the okay. real world, if, if there's a difference between executive producer and just producer. There is a difference. Uh, the producer is more hands-on. Uh, they're, they're actually the people who are making things happen so that the director doesn't have to worry about stuff. So when shit needs to go down, the producer does that. You want to see what a producer really does, you watch uh, Larry Sanders and watch um, uh, Artie, uh, which, who is Rip Torn, right? He's in there, and that dude knows exactly what's going on everywhere. You know, like he's like, I want that light up this way. I want to, you know, all these kinds of things. And then just making sure that the, like the stars aren't there. Everybody's insulated from the bullshit that they have to do. That's what a producer does is they're making sure that everything gets done. An executive producer is attaching their name because they have cachet and it, uh, you know, that's that, that'll, or money or yeah. cash. Yeah. Yeah. Cash. Cash but, or well, cachet. but it, that's what cash it leads to. Yeah. That's what it leads to. Yes. If they're going to executive produce, they're going to get, you know, they're going to, they're, they're the guys who say it's you good to give these guys point. money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And there we have in the midnight gap flying movies. One Oh one. Thank you very much. for <laughs> today. I was, I know a lot of these kind of curious. titles or, or, or are given out uh, as part of the perks for certain certain movie stars. They get it as a as a perk. Um, you know, they get a title credit, but it doesn't really do anything. They don't really do anything. They no. might get an extra point on uh, they get returns money. or yeah. something. They get yeah. money. They get money. You know, right. John Travolta right. is best boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to try my hand at some gaffing. 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 Hey. How old are you, Oh, how much tape you got, me? Oh, do you have the McGaffin? <laughs> oh, don't trip on this hose, eh? Yeah. Do you... tape, I'm going to gaff it down with so, my gaffer tape. Some of these movies are interesting because I, don't e I can't even tell you if they're good movies because they have an attachment to like a time and place for me. Like I think uh, Ghostbusters, I could never objectively talk about the movie as anything other than I love because you know I got to go on a birthday party with two of my best friends at that time with uh, the mom of the guy that was having his birthday and she took us to see Ghostbusters and the dinner at Pizza Hut which we loved at that time <laughs> you know and I'm like all you can eat yeah it was so good it was just a great day so and it was a great movie it was just an entertaining movie um, you know so I think you know there's a, a lot of movies I have that get attached to that kind of thing where I'm never I'm never going to be a person that can be objective or oh, well or yeah something. I mean that's like any 50s movies right now or any of these right. things that we talk about <laughs> clearly we're watching Clearly. a bunch of these. <laughs> Memory. Anything yeah, else? Cannibal Girls is going to stick with me. <laughs> <laughs> stick in your a good uh, dinner they ate. In your teeth. <laughs> it's going to stick to your ribs, which then <laughs> you will then later eat. I'm going to flush it out in the morning with my morning coffee. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? Yes. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say. That was a slow I keep forgetting I turn it down. And you have been listening to Get More Fiber. Naughty snowman. Oh, could I have another slab of that butt? <laughs> Long pig. <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by Nolan's Nine Sauce. <laughs> <laughs>
and you are watching. <laughs> oh, are they watching? Oh. I forgot. Watch We're me not say you can reach us, Unsane Radio at gmail.com. Unsaneradio.com. You can see all this groovy stuff that we just lay out for you. Can you dig it, man? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Over to you, Tar. You can also find us on the Facebook. Oh, yeah. Tar. So, so that, yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Tar and Feathers. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Tar and Feathers, Psycho Cinema. Yeah, right just there. And we're you got also it all right. That's good. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. And at unsaneradio.com too. Oh, how about that? Did you say that? Take it away, head. And don't forget Heavy Metal Horror Podcast on Facebook. Heavy Metal Horror Podcast right here at Unsane Radio and on YouTube and on the Roku Hotel Metal Jam channel. Roku. Roku. <laughs> what was that? Hands on. Cannibal girls. Cannibal girls. Cannibal <laughs> girls. Yes. I forgot we were on video. I'm like, oh, they can see everything. Um, yes, and Between the Lines podcast on uh, Facebook and uh, here on Unsane Radio. And uh, also on the YouTube. And also Hotel Talk Roku. And on Wednesdays, don't forget to check out We Freaks, a weekly webcomic on Facebook, W-E-E-F-R-E-E-K-A-C. Montag, you're it. Montag. in charge of uh, the uh, video portion of that editing just think about it think about it <laughs> thanks for ruining my fade <laughs> oh, it was all right. I thought it was over already. it was almost perfect almost like almost <laughs> perfect. Uh.